Hello, hello. I am here ready to share what I learned, the lessons, the takeaways from my retreat. And I'm sharing them because they're kind of life lessons. I think they'll help you. I I will never share anything that I don't think will be helpful. And I think it's something that in some ways, it was reaffirmations of things I already knew, um, more concrete evidence of, you know, you need to do these things. And uh, just amazing, amazing, an amazing experience, uh, the retreat. I couldn't have asked for it to turn out any better. It was more than my imagination could have contrived, honestly. The people who were there, the connections that were made, the experiences that bonded us as a group, so much so that I want to do it again. And I was planning to do it again, but I I don't want to wait a year. So I'm going to do it sometime. I'm looking at May. Uh, If you are interested and you, uh, it was uh, like I did it pretty quickly. I didn't have a lot of runway to, to the plan. And so I was still kind of figuring out what I was going to deliver <laughs> almost until the day I was there. So I had a rough draft and, and we pretty much stuck to the schedule. But um, in terms of the content, I just put curriculum. I didn't know what really what it was going to be. So it turned out amazing. And uh, the feedback has been phenomenal. So I'm going to do it again. And so there'll be plenty of time. You can go to notyouraveragegrandma.com slash retreat and get on the wait list. And you'll be the first to know once I set a date, I'll email you that. Uh, and so a lot of the people were from my second half spark school, because uh, that's something that I had committed, I would do a retreat, and then COVID hit. And uh, so I never delivered on it. And so I finally did it. And I did open it up to the general public. So not everyone was a second half Spark School student. But the reason why I bring up the second half Spark School is because I'm going to be reopening it in the fall. And I usually open it in the first quarter and the second quarter. I don't, for the last three years, I haven't opened it in the fall. So I'm very excited to open it in the fall again. There were people from the fall cohort three years ago that were there. And it was so amazing to meet these people in person, all of them regardless of which cohort they were in, to meet them in person uh, after having worked with them virtually. And just something different happens when you're all connected. The energy that we had this, we all had this amazing energy that just was that we were connecting and you'll hear more about it in, in the episode about how we were connecting with a higher power while we were there. And Sedona is a great place to do that. So, and then I also wanted to mention, not only am I, opening the second half spark school in October. And you can get on the wait list for that on my website as well. But I'm doing a different free training than I was planning to do. I always do a free training before I open the doors uh, to enrollment. And there's no, I do it. So we focus on just the free training and I'm there for you for the free training. And I want you to get a lot of information and aha moments, breakthroughs. I want you to come away from that free training feeling like you, it changed you. You literally have some direction and shifting shifts in your perspective um, on how you're approaching life so that you are, it does ignite your second half soul. That's what I want. 
Um, and then, of course, I open enrollment for people who want to continue the work, for people who want to go further, deeper, and feel and do the do the deeper work. Really, um, is where you do that in the school because you can only do so much in a free training. So, I in, instead of doing um, a, a the one that I did last time or uh, doing something new, because uh, I was also thinking about doing something new, we decided to dust off this old Ignite Your Second Half Soul. Uh, we decided to dust that off, get it out of the um, closet and um, and re-roll it. And it's a, a, it's a six-part video series. And they're little, they're, they're not real long videos, they're like 15 to 20 minute videos. And many of the women who were at the retreat, the shift in their life began when they took that free training. And because I got so much feedback at the retreat on how amazing that tr- that first experience when they met me and they went through the free training was for them. And then they joined the Second Half Spark School and then literally 180, 180 shift. Uh, it's just amazing um, how their lives have changed. Uh, and and then the retreat kind of even uh, reignited them uh, because some sometimes life takes a hold of us and the people in our lives and the, you know, the, we just sometimes we, we just aren't around the people that we need to be around enough. And when you are in a program like that, well, first of all, the free training, you meet people just like you that are looking to better themselves. And then you go to the second half spark school and you like are more intense work. And then the retreat is kind of like a two day intensive of that work. And so the more that we can be around like-minded people and that energy, the more and more profound shifts are going to happen. And so I only tell you this because it's top of mind. It, it was a it was a takeaway from the retreat. It wasn't the five that I, I talk about, but the, one of the big takeaways that can impact you is that I am re-rolling Ignite Your Second Half Soul. And we're looking at the date of October 18th. You can get on the wait list right now on my website. And I probably should have had this all done in advance, but whatever. <laughs> uh, you can sign up for Awaken Your Inner Spark, which is the, is is the you know, I had done that training in May. And then I had uh, just left that as, because when we close, when the training ends, we just take you right to the wait list for the next one. But that, that will get you, I'm going to email everybody that's on that wait list and say, hey, by the way, it's not going to be Awaken Your Inner Spark. It's going to be Ignite Your Second Half Soul, which is going to be better, <laughs> much better uh, experience and uh, going to do a Facebook group again for those people who like to interact in person. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're doing. And uh, it's all coming to a computer near you or your phone because you can do it on your phone. So just stay tuned. And um, with uh, with that, we're going to go right into my five big lessons that I got from my retreat that I came away with that I think will help you. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. 
I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome to another episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half. I am here. It's Monday morning. I'm recording this late, getting ready to publish it tomorrow. And I'm excited because I'm going to talk a little bit about my lessons from my retreat I sat and thought about it and I thought, you know, I learned some things, one big thing, and they're kind of life lessons too. I think they apply to everybody. And so I thought, gee, I think those are worth sharing. So that's what I'm going to do today. Mondays are a funny thing. I actually am excited when I get up on Monday because it's a whole fresh week. It's a whole clean slate, if you will. We can always redo starting on Monday. And I feel especially good because I'm wearing the softest, plushish. I mean, if you watch me on YouTube, you can, it looks pretty simple, right? I got it at Costco. My wardrobe is pretty much Costco, but I had one that I thought was a similar make and it's just kind of a white. And I was like, when I saw it, when I went to Costco yesterday, I was like, oh, I want, want this one. This one's great. It'll go with my black leggings and my gray leggings. I actually have uh, leggings that are kind of a black with some white kind of horizontal stripes on them. So they almost look gray from far away. So, uh, you know, I feel really coordinated. <laughs> so uh, does it really matter? I don't even go anywhere. I just walk from my bedroom to my home office. That's all I do. Uh, but uh, it's just so funny when you have something new and you put it on, it just, you, you feel great. And, and then we're heading into fall. And fall's my favorite season. So this week, for the first time since spring, every single day is going to be in the 70s. No 80s at all. And it's funny because September sometimes has warm days in Virginia, but this week, and so it's perfect weather for my new top. I got three new tops at Costco yesterday, but don't tell my husband. I, I kind of have to like, even though he has his money and I have my money. We pretty much keep them separate, which I love because I don't have a lot of oversight on when I buy these things, but I bring my outfits in and I put them in my closet and he doesn't even notice when something's new. So that's good, but super casual. And I love the stuff at Costco and, you know, I have a hard time. I have to force myself to not go over to the clothes area. But it's a new season, so I had to go yesterday and review what was there. And I found, like I said, three good things. So today I'm going to talk about my retreat lessons. And I thought, and as I was contemplating what I was going to do this week, I thought these would be really helpful because they're insights I think everyone should think about in their life and how if they've the, they're applying these lessons if they've learned them they're applying them or if there's something that they need to implement but and a lot of it has to do with 
the kind of person I am, like the habits I have or the bad habits I might have, and a reminder of, you know, that I'm working on newer habits and developing more insight into and awareness into what I do. That's so key with us and how we live our lives is that we have this awareness and we're constantly trying to do better, that we're constantly have a goal of personal growth. And that's what everybody at the retreat desired. And that's why it was so great to be with people, like-minded people that just want to better themselves, want to have a better life. And they know to do that, it starts with them. And so it was really just such a wonderful experience. I was still on cloud nine. I think I still am on cloud nine as a result of it, because when you have something that you plan to do, and whether you know it's me who's hosting it or the people who attend it, when you have something that you've planned for a long time and it's over and you finish it, it's just, you just want to relive it. Typically, if it's a good experience, you want to relive it and you want to soak up those memories for as long as possible. And so, but I like to, with anything that I do in life, I always want to reflect on the lessons. Reflection is so important. That's part of personal growth. If you are are somebody who wants to grow and develop and get better, reflection is so key. And we're so busy in life and we don't take time to reflect and we just need to sit. And that's why I take time every morning to do gratitude and to look at my week and to, you know, reflect on what, you know, what look back at the previous week and what didn't I get done that I thought I'd get done? What do I need to carry over? What new things do I need to add? And that process really helps me feel like the week is going to be a great one and make sure that the things that are on the list, that there's a lot of them that make you excited. And that's what's really important. So I have five, five lessons. Number one, keep expanding outside your comfort zone. It's beautiful there. That's what I wrote in my notes. The retreat was something that I wanted to do for a long time. It was on my board, my vision board. I actually wanted to go on a retreat, but I also wanted to host a retreat. And I finally did go on a retreat. I killed two birds with one stone. I went to Greece. I went to a yoga retreat in Greece. And Greece was on my vision board and a retreat was on my vision board. And when I had somebody on my podcast as a guest, and I didn't even know she did retreats. I just knew she was a yoga instructor. And when she, we were talking, I don't even know if it was while we were talking on the recording or if it was afterwards when we were talking, but I found out she did retreats all over the world. And when she told me she was, had one plan for Greece, I was like, oh my gosh, send me the information. And I went and it was amazing. And it, it inspired me. I think when you want to do something, it's great when you can experience it by like in a retreat format, go to a retreat. If you want to do a retreat, go to a retreat. Not everybody's you know, going to host a retreat. So I would say retreats are amazing. So if you don't want to host one, go to one because you will do so much personal growth and expansion in that 
time that you're there. And so it allowed me to experience a retreat first. And it even like it, it lit the fire, I will say, because the spark was there, just wasn't really hot. But when I experienced it for myself and I saw the growth I got and I got to connect with the other women, I just wanted to it just was I was totally convicted in it. But it's outside my comfort zone, right? When you haven't done something, it's not comfortable. It's outside your comfort zone. But that is always where the magic happens. And I know it's a cliche. The magic happens outside your comfort zone. The magic's outside your comfort zone. But it's true. When you experience something you've not experienced before, and it's been a dream of yours, it's friggin' amazing. And I was too afraid to do it. Your fear keeps you inside your comfort zone. And doing a retreat definitely was super uncomfortable. And so I avoided it. I delayed it. I made excuses for not doing it. And then finally, and only because I have my second half spark school and I have students in there and I have committed that I would do a retreat And so guess what? I, you know, a couple of them were like, when's the retreat? And so when you put it out there and you're accountable to getting something done that's outside your comfort zone, that is a good thing because chances are it'll happen because you'll do it for other people before you'll do it for yourself. Isn't that crazy? So whatever is outside your comfort zone, whatever is on your vision board that is a little uncomfortable, and if you don't have a vision board, start to think about the things that you want to do, and the scarier, the better, (laughs) but pick one and do it. Just do it, because you will, after the fact, be think it's like one of the best things you've ever done, more than likely. The scariest and the most uncomfortable will likely be the best memories that you ever make. All right. So that's number one. Number two, let go of control. And when I was first mentioning about my lessons and I said, some of them have to do with kind of who you are and the habits you have as an individual, and we're all different, but I have tended to be a control freak. And you really have no control of things. Control is an illusion. But when we feel there's a security in this feeling of control, there's a security that it can be just so. And you can predict the way something's going to turn out, the outcome you want. If you have, it's almost like having the answers in advance, right? You're And you're just trying to control the outcome. And what is fun, and I talked about this in the retreat as part of our content, is that it's way more fun when you don't know the outcome. And we can't control the outcome. <laughs> the universe decides the outcome. We can take action toward a specific outcome, but the how, we can't, we cannot control the how. And if we try to control the how, then it's not going to be as magical. And when you try to control, you don't have trust 
You don't have trust that it'll work out just fine. And so those of us who tend to be control freaks, we really need to work on letting go and being okay with the outcome that is unpredictable because it is better when it's unpredictable because this it's like this. We can only predict what we know. What's happened in the past is what we base our future predictions on. And so if our past is only limited to our experience, can you imagine you're going to be controlling a future which is limited? And so you don't want to control a limited future. You don't want to have a limited future. You want to have massive potential of anything unfolding. And that's what happens is we want to control, but then it becomes narrow. Narrow-minded, right? And, And when you let go of control and believe and trust that the universe has your back, Unbelievable things happen. And I have a few examples of letting go of control. And this is where my number one lesson, my biggest lesson, and it was a great lesson to get, is that, first of all, I had an agenda. And I it was a rough agenda because it was my first retreat. And it was the first time I was delivering this content. It was content I was putting together. And... I was inspired by some things I had learned recently. And so I I had a plan for what I was going to do at the retreat in in terms of content curriculum, because there were some activities blended in with the content. But I just had this inspiration to do something new and different. And I'm so glad I did. So let go of control, kind of follow your inspiration. That's one little piece of advice. But my agenda, I wasn't, and this surprised me, I wasn't so attached to it. I had a rough outline because you need to know when we start, when we finish, when there's breaks, when we have lunch. But, and I had a certain amount of content I wanted to get through at certain periods during the day. But I went into it with like, if I don't finish, that's okay. they'll, They'll get what they need. It was so unlike the control freak me to just let it flow. I don't know what came over me, but I'll I'll talk about this in a bit with another lesson. I kind of do know what came over me, so just hang tight. The big lesson was, (laughs) and I guess I should describe this because it helps to have the context. In my the content that I was presenting. It was a Google slide, like PowerPoint. And when you'd go into presentation mode, you can do notes within your presentation, but you need a second monitor. So your version, you can see the notes and the people you're presenting it to can't see the notes. Well, I was, the way we got the TV to work is AirPlay. And so AirPlay is just mirroring your screen So guess what? I couldn't have a different screen than the people that were seeing my screen. And I, and so when I realized this, I was like, oh my God, I can't use my notes. And so then I tried to get my iPad and have my iPad. And this was like in the moment 
I, I had done a trial run. I had made sure the TV worked and I could present, but I had forgotten to do the trial run of notes version versus non-notes version. So I'm in the moment getting ready to present and I realize I don't have my notes. I don't, I can't use my notes. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't use my notes. And so I was just like, okay, I don't have my notes for this part. When we have a break, I'll get my iPad and I'll get my iPad to show the notes version. I'll have that handy. And then the non-notes will obviously be my computer that's displayed. So we get back into the moment and because I, I couldn't test it because we were all in, in the same room pretty much. We had a break. Just people are milling around. So I couldn't really like test it in, in the moment. So we go back to sit down and I get my iPad to the slide show thing. And I don't know if it's an iPad thing, but I couldn't get it into the notes view. And so I couldn't get my notes. And at least there was this internal, let me tell you, this internal freak out. This internal miniature little mini short, but it was there, freak out of, oh my God. And when you rely so much on notes, you're not necessarily delivering from the heart. You're delivering from the head, right? I got to get it all right. I got to, I can't miss anything. I got to refer to my notes. And there were some things that I put in my notes that like weren't in the bulleted items because you don't want bulleted items to be a whole you know, paragraph, which I am guilty of sometimes. So I try to, you know, have, I'm really <laughs> trying to get better at having shorter things in the bullets and then explaining as I'm going through the presentation. But the control freak in me is afraid I'm going to forget something, is afraid that it's not going to be good enough if I might not remember to say something. And so it was so good for me because I learned I never could access my notes, never. And I will tell you that things came up because I didn't have my notes. Things, I got downloads as I was presenting, examples to share that wouldn't have come if I was referring to my notes. Because if you refer to your notes, that's it. You're like, I'm done with my notes. That's good. Move on to the next thing. But when you're not referring to notes, you're speaking from the heart and the gut. What comes up in the moment? that you need to share. So that was a huge lesson in letting go of control there. And there's a trust that has to come with that. There's a trust that you have the knowing inside of you and that you'll get what you need in the moment, that you'll get it as long as you have the right intention. And we all set intentions before we started the retreat and you have the right energy, you know, and it was just great energy. Of course, being in Sedona, there's good energy there. But I had an intention. I had the right energy and it flowed incredibly well. It felt amazing. So, and I, it also helped that, and this is going to sound crazy, but if you follow me, you know, this, these signs are key. And I really, I don't look for them because if you look for them, they're not going to be there. But when they come, it's a huge sign. So let go of control is really allowing and having this communication with the universe, right? That you're not, you don't have expectations. You just know you're trusting 
that the answers will be there. You're trusting that the universe will guide you as you need to be guided. And two crazy things happened each day of the retreat. I kid you not. This is like when I'm telling you this, I still can't believe it happened. So on Saturday morning, day one of the retreat, we went on a hike and I wanted the side, I wanted the the hike to be silent. I asked the women, no talking. You know how women are when we get together. We're just, it was hard for me. <laughs> I said, as soon as we get out of the car, no talking. Of course, that didn't work because we had to take a picture and all that. But as soon as we started to hike, no talking. And they did amazingly well. And so I looked down at my phone. We all took a picture and then we started the walk. And I looked down at my phone. We had started the walk at 11 11. And if you don't know what 1111 means, I wrote down the definition for you. Somebody asked me that was at the retreat. So if you don't know, then, you know, you, this is a great teaching moment. So if you see 1111, it's significant for divine guidance and power when it comes to manifestation. So you're trusting the universe, right? You're tr in in at this retreat. I'm letting go of control. I'm trusting the universe, and I'm getting a sign of divine guidance and power. It is said to settle the realization of being guided by a higher power and being connected to the universe on a higher, more spiritual level. So if you're seeing eleven eleven a lot, then the universe is tr trying to send you messages. It's trying to connect you in some way and guide you. So really start to pay attention to that. It's also a fun exercise, which I did once. And I said, hey, if I'm on the right path, send me 1111. And, and that same day, I got 1111 before I went to bed. I saw it. I saw 1111. And then I didn't believe it. <laughs> control freak me. And so the next day I was like, okay, I think I just thought that I wanted to see 1111. I think I need to just state it out loud. I want to see 1111. So I, I played the game of, okay, like, but the universe hears our thoughts. We don't need to say it. And then it did it again the next day. <laughs> I did it again. The universe is like, she's nuts. So well, let me just send it to her again. So that was crazy. Letting go of control. I got signs divine guidance. And I didn't need my notes. And when I didn't have my notes, I was more more the real me. I was more authentic. I, I spoke from the heart. We speak from the brain. or We're often trying to step into an identity that we're trying to prove something or that we're trying to be something to impress somebody or, you know, it's it, we just get caught up in our head. So it was really great. Oh, and, and another thing with letting go of control that is a gr great example of how I applied it and really got this lesson. It, it was just so great to experience the actual letting go of control and how that doing that unfolded over the weekend. But I did some activities I'd never done before. One of them was sound healing. And it was okay. I knew I just wanted to do sound healing. I knew it. other people had done it. It was amazing. I'd met this woman, Valerie Irons. And it's interesting how she came to me. She's not the first person. I asked somebody in my network. She said, oh, this is a good sound healer. She wasn't available. 
I asked her, she had a reference. She gave me somebody else. She wasn't available. I said, do you have a reference? She gave me Valerie. So Valerie is a third person I contacted and we hit it off. And it was great because she was the same age as the many of the women. She was, she's 60 or 61. And, and so I did an episode with her on the podcast, in fact, but it was an amazing experience. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, because you know, the, a lot of the floor in the Airbnb was tile. And I thought, oh my gosh, if we have the yoga mats, it's going to be uncomfortable. I remember my daughter did a sound healing and she said, you know, it was good, but there, it was uncomfortable after a while because it was a hard floor. And I, did, and I didn't say anything to her because I thought it'll be what it is. It'll be what it is. It'll be an experience and, and live and learn. And she brought these mats that were like mats that you, they were like lounge chair cushions that we laid on. And it was great. It was so comfortable. And it was such a great experience for not only me, but other women who are there. And I think only two of the 12 of us had ever had sound healing. So it was really great, really some profound breakthroughs. Okay. Number three, when you are aligned with who you truly are, you can be you. And doing what you love in your purpose, you are in the flow. And I'm sure you've experienced being in the flow at some point in your life. And usually when you're in the flow, you're doing something that you love and you get lost in it. You're doing something you love. It's internal to you. Someone at the retreat, when we were talking about flow, she said, oh, I'm like that when I'm with my granddaughter. And I said, that is not in the flow because you're ex you're relying on something externally to to make you happy and being in the flow is an internal deep feeling of satisfaction of happiness of joy of contentment and it has to come from within and it's usually a solo activity i mean you can be in a group like the sound healing you know you're in a group you're lost in yourself you're not relying on somebody else. So it doesn't mean that your granddaughter or, or grandchild doesn't make you happy. You don't feel this immense joy and love. But being in the flow is you get lost in time. You just lose all track of time. You don't want to do that with a grandchild because <laughs> you don't know what will happen. They'll go get into something, right? But I felt in the flow so much of the weekend, so much of the weekend. And when you're in the flow, you're not in the past. You're not in the future. Time doesn't matter. You're present. You're fully present. It's like this divine connection experience. And the, there's really nothing that feels better than that. And I, I don't think I've ever been so much in the flow for such a long period of time. Of course, there's times when I was like, okay, you know, I need to think about, you know, when the people left, I need, what, what how's my, is my content going to work for tomorrow? Do I need to shift things around? What exercises, you know, I was updating stuff as I was going along, just letting go of control, but being in the flow that's what we should strive for. We need to strive to be in the flow more often. And we need to find what puts us in that flow 
And I will say and repeat it, you need to be authentically, you need to be who you are. You need to know who that is and stop trying to be somebody you're not to please other people. That's where we go wrong. The road of life takes us down an inauthentic path. And over 70% of the population is living inauthentically and doesn't know who they really are or has lost that connection. And that's what my goal was of the retreat was for people to reconnect with who they really are, to remember that person and to wipe away all those identities and what we're trying to prove to other people or be to other people. What do you want? Who are you? What makes you happy? And then why are you here? What is that purpose you're here for? And I just was so in my purpose. I realized. And then that takes me, and I'm going to flip these last two to number four, that an environment, and this is holds true for whether it's a retreat or not a retreat, an environment where you can get downloads and breakthroughs is vital, is key to reconnecting to who you are and to finding that purpose that is inside of you, what you're here to do and the time you have left. And so it was great to have created that environment for these people. And through the hike and some of the activities, the sound healing, we did a fun intuition exercise. I taught them how to use a pendulum, which was a hoot. Oh, and I didn't finish that that when I was talking about let go of control. So we did these exercises like the intu- intuition and the and the pendulum. And I'd never done those exercises with anybody before. And so I was just I was like, oh, we'll just try. The universe has my back. I'll just do it. So unlike my control freak self. And the I was telling you about the 11-11. And probably you're probably like, well, she said there was two times. And then she did say the second. So I'm back to that now. The second day, Right as I I gave everybody their own pendulum that was in their fantastical goodie bag that I was saying they were going to get. Well, they got it the second day. They didn't get it in their goodie bag the first day. It was like I was like giving them, you know, new gifts as the time went along. So they got their pendulums and I said, okay, we're going to go around and we had a chair and the person who was on spot sat down in the chair and then did an exercise with her pendulum. And right after I handed them out, told everybody what we were doing, the first person sat down and I just looked at my phone t- to see the time as to like where we were in the schedule. And it said 1111. Uh, Isn't that crazy? I mean, like frigging crazy. Day one, 1111 came to me. Day two, 1111 came to me. When you're in a, a, a thing like we were in, I wasn't looking at my clock too much. And so I had somebody who was like going to tell me like when I needed to, you know, move on or I was taking too long. But yeah, I looked at my phone and the times at 1111. I I was so shocked. I held my phone and I showed 1111 and they got a picture of it as proof. But it was like, I'd never done that exercise. I was just letting it go. I know it's going to, we're going to get what we need out of this exercise and then the universe told me was there 
saying that we're being guided by a higher power. Isn't that crazy? Because that's what a pendulum does. You're connecting with your energy field and that's energy field is how you connect to your true consciousness, your soul. And you can use your pendulum to get answers. So, so, so cool that we saw 11-11 both days. Uh, such validation, especially for the people there uh, that were like, oh, yeah, it's this this stuff is like, it's, you know, you think it's like a really woo, but then stuff like that happens and you're like, oh, uh, maybe I should believe it. All right. So, yeah. So creating the environment so you can have downloads and breakthroughs. So that's, you need silence. You need activities where you can be with your thoughts, where you can be silent and be present and not thoughts of the past and the future, but just thoughts of who am I? What is, what am I here to do? You know, just asking these questions, staying present and hearing and listening for what comes. And if nothing comes, that's okay. It's not meant, it's like, you can't control it. You can't control it. Something will come. There was a crazy um, example that I have is that one of the women who was at the retreats, an author, and we went up on uh, our hike, we went to Bell Rock and Bell Rock is supposed to be one of the places where you get really good downloads. Although you can, Sedona's anywhere, it was work. It's multiple vortexes. But um, Bell Rock is apparently one of the stronger vortexes. And so we were sitting there and we all took some time to journal and to meditate while we were up on part. We didn't climb all the way up. But uh, so she said the next day, because I was checking in with everybody and saying, you know, anything, what did you think? What did you have any aha moments or breakthroughs? And she said, she's just getting re- ready to release a new book. She's an author. Amazing author, by the way, and her new book series, I'll say is, and I should have her back on the podcast, but it's Better With Friends is the series. And it's about women who are in their 50s and lifelong friends. It's a great series. And her previous one was called Whispering. Well, no, her book was Whispering. Celia's Gifts. So she's done two book series. And this book is the third in the current series. Anyway, she sells her books on Amazon and she checks her numbers like, couple times a month. And she said, I, you know, when I was on the rock and we were meditating, I just was checking in with the universe on how can I reach more people? How can I, she has a free book where people can download it and then they get on her newsletter. And so she checks those numbers and she said she usually gets like 40 a day. (laughs) And Sunday morning she got up and the day she had that little connection with the universe. Like, you know, just sometimes you just tell the universe what you would like. You can ask a question. How can I do something that you might get a, you might get a sign or you can just make a like, you know, I'd love to, you know, more leads for my website. You know, that that's, I'm going to manifest that. It will happen. I'll get more leads. I'll figure it out. So that's all you need to know. All the universe needs from you is to know what you want. And we're sending so many thoughts of what we don't want to the universe. So you just need to make sure that you're sending the right thoughts. And the next day, she had four times, she did nothing. She did no marketing, nothing. And she got four times without knowing how, because you can't control the how, 
So she did nothing. And guess what? She got four times the downloads. That's why you need to create an environment for yourself to get downloads and breakthroughs. And what the lesson was for me that I was able to create that environment. That environment is so key. And that needs to be a part of every retreat that I do. And it was profound. It was amazing. And when people like my friend, the author, the retreat participant, Kim, when you see and witness that happen with someone else, it instills the belief that it's possible for you. And so that leads me to my fifth and final lesson is how much connection matters. That truly was I think the biggest win of the entire retreat because these women, they're so similar and they think they're all alone and they come here and they see, oh my gosh, these people are like me, striving to be a better person, striving to want more in life, striving to make the rest of their life the best part of their life. You can't just sit and wish upon a star. You have to take action. And they took action and made a commitment by coming to this retreat. And I think every single one of them left happier, lighter, more connected with who they really are and knowing that they have a connection with the universe and how to make their energy align with that. So they do get the answers they need. And so those are my lessons. And I think they apply to everyone in your normal life is, and and I'll run back through them because I like to summarize. One, keep expanding outside your comfort zone. Stretch yourself. Two, let go of control. We don't have control. It's okay. Three, get aligned with who you are. Reconnect. She's there. She's inside who you are, and what you love, what you're here to do. Four, create an environment where you can be present. And then, and only then, are you going to get the downloads and the breakthroughs that you need and that will guide you. That is your connection to the universe and your communication with it. And five, connect with people like you, connect with those who want to expand and stretch. Connection matters. If you're not connecting, if you're connecting with negative people, you got to change. That's number one. Numero uno is get with new people. Find new people. Find a new tribe. And don't hang out with those people as much. And if you do that, you can go back to those people and help those people. Because what I truly and realize that my mission is not only to help people with their own personal growth and and grow with me, because I grew from this as much as they did probably in different ways, but we grew, I grew so much, but you want to be with people like that. And then expand it to the to others, to the rest of the world. These women now have tools and understanding that they didn't have that they can now be magical influencers in the universe 
they can go out and and make a difference in their kids' lives, in their grandkids' lives, in their spouses' lives. And the people that, and if they people want to stay negative, that's their prerogative. But you need to like extricate yourself from those people because energy matters and you got to maintain good energy. And not that you're not going to, you know, have bad energy some days because that just happens. Life happens, but you need to have these tools to shift out of that bad energy as quickly as possible and get back into the good energy where you're going to get the downloads, you're going to get the breakthroughs, you're going to be the most authentic you. And that's what the universe needs. That's what the world needs more of. There's too many people with bad energy and I don't want to be one of them. So thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed my retreat lessons and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.